the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. In addition to taking care of one another inside the church, what if we developed a lifestyle of taking care of the most needy outside the walls of the church? How would that change the community and our city? Bob Moffitt, president and founder of Harvest Foundation in Phoenix, along with Pastor Julian Gibb, talk with pastors and leaders about how sacrificial love by those in the church to those in need outside the church has helped people see and embrace Jesus Christ. It's that demonstration of Jesus' greatest commandment that we'll hear more about today on The Kingdom and Its Stories. Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are around the world. A warm welcome to you here today. Today we're blessed. We're blessed to have uh, uh, my new friend, Jay. Well, Jay, uh, I actually met Jay 10 years ago, but he doesn't remember me at all, you know, so I'm deep, deeply now. We were in a big crowded room and uh, Jay was uh, serving at a functions. But uh, Jay, despite uh, not remembering me, a warm welcome to the show. Thank you. It's great <laughs> to be here. Now, Jay, tell me about the organization that you're uh, working for, you're serving at at the moment. Uh, alongside ministries, I, I actually just began, uh, I think I'm in my fifth week, so I'm, I'm just getting up and running. Uh, I'm the executive director of Alongside Ministries in Phoenix, Arizona, and uh, Alongside Ministries, well, it's really focused as prison ministry. We really focus on uh, introducing uh, inmates to Christ and then providing a pathway for them to uh, make a successful reentry. Uh, into society, you know, that 67%, I believe it was last year's number, of incarcerated individuals, uh, those who leave incarceration, end up going back. And with our model uh, of mentorship on the inside and then mentorship on the outside in program, uh, 94% of our graduates uh, get out and stay out. So, wow. Very successful model. Those are some staggering figures, both ends. You know, one on the first side, was it 33% stay out of prison? So 66% go back into prison? Uh, Yes. Wow. In in Arizona. Wow. And yet with uh, alongside ministries, whatever you do, which you're going to tell us, 92% stay out. So only 8% stay in. Yeah, that's of the graduates. Uh, So, yes. Wow. Wow. Well, that the radio show's over. That's amazing. <laughs> so, 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 tell me, I mean, how how do you do this? Because uh, I have no experience with prison ministry, and so I'm uh, completely relying on you. I mean, but I mean, these are um, these are uh, people, God's children, but they're they're, they're people who have uh, uh, lived hard lives, uh, been in a prison environment, which isn't, I'm assuming, too conducive uh, to a healthy environment. So how, how on earth, what, what is it that you do in order to turn around that horrible statistic? What is it that you give in order to help these people to stay out of prison and be um, benefiting factors of community? I think uh, number one is uh, we are unapologetically Christ-centered. So, I mean, we are 
introducing uh, inmates to Christ. So we have our evangelistic efforts. Uh, we do Bible studies and uh, chapel type services inside of uh, most prisons. And we're trying to get in every prison in the state of Arizona. Uh, but I think the backbone of the, the whole process is uh, an inmate that is interested in being a part of our program inside and then outside. Uh, there's an application process. And then when they're approved, we assign them a mentor. So up to a year before they get out, they're meeting weekly or every other week with a mentor who really is discipling them and helping them to, first of all, get uh, you know, get right spiritually and soulfully and, and uh, be, be the person God has called them to be, but also to make uh, preparation uh, for that huge trauma of reentry. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is a huge, huge uh, obstacle to, uh, to climb. Uh, so uh, I, I would say the Christ-centeredness and the lifeline, mature Christian mentor, discipler, uh, are probably the two uh, huge components that distinguish us from others. So, you know, as you were saying, you know, um, when someone, uh, again, I'm a complete assumption and reading a bit on your website, some of the stories, you know, you have these uh, these people who've been in prison for a long period of time. And then suddenly you know, the day comes where freedom is there and they're, they're free and they walk out the other side of the gate you know, uh, they got the shirt on the back, you know, and a whole new foreign environment. Um, and so, so tell me, how, how do you come alongside them uh, during these times, both before uh, they leave prison and then afterwards? You know, I'm thinking of the three-step process. Well, remind us again of the, the first and, and then the second step. Uh, well, again, uh, our, our Bible studies, our chapel services, our uh, our spiritual, you know, what you might would think of as the traditional Christian ministries going into prison. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, really uh, attracting uh, the, the inmates to come to our services where we can build that personal relationship with them, tell them about our program. Uh, and again, if they are interested in being a part, uh, then they, they make application uh, and if they're approved, then we assign them to a mentor who will meet with them, uh, you know, continually through up to a year or even longer. It depends wow. on how quickly we can get it established. And, uh, you know, since I've got, I, again, I, I'm only five weeks, but I've already seen three uh, inmates released. And here's how that works is the uh, mentor actually is the one who picks them up. And so the mentor uh, had a gentleman yesterday, uh, excuse me, uh, earlier, uh, beginning, the middle of last week. Um, and his mentor picked him up. They went and had breakfast. And of course, they, one of the first things they want to do is have a good meal. And uh, they want to get out of the prison guard, right? So we took them to our, uh, uh, we brought them to Alongside Ministries, to our discipleship training center, got, got them some new clothes and, and, uh, uh, and then they met some of the people that they actually had already known in the inside uh, as they're coming out. And so, uh, you know, they have that sense of community, that sense of healthy community. So they're there. And, and, you know, many of them, if I, well, let me say most, if not all, um, you know, there, there's a family issue. I mean, you know, there is 
father issue. There's a dysfunctional family type of background. And so they've never had someone like a mentor who is consistent in season and out season and out of season, honors their word, uh, is trustworthy, someone they can confide in and get advice and counsel from. And so that mentor picking them up and bringing Mm -hmm. them to our healthy discipleship community is absolutely huge. So I think one of the tricks is to anticipate the trauma. You want to minimize the trauma because there's been so much trauma in their lives. So you don't want that leaving the prison doors to be trauma. You want that to be a smooth process of comfort and love and acceptance. Uh, And then as we move through other milestones in our program, we want to, we want to do those the same way. Oh man, you're listening to the kingdom and its stories today. We're blessed to have Jay Corey from Alongside Ministries. And Jay has just been explaining how the point of Alongside Ministries, well, let, let me read it off their website so I don't get it wrong, is to help people raise their full potential in their relationship with God, to assist men and women who, who others see as having no value in helping them to find purpose in their life. I mean, that's, that's big. You know, this isn't sort of some fluffy ministry, you know, uh, this is this is really going in and uh, helping those who perhaps even themselves have no no sense of value. You know, it's been taken from them or, or however. And you're going straight in there and journeying alongside with initially these strangers and allowing God to give them the self-worth that they innately have through being his children. But but, Jay, you know, why? On that topic, why, why why bring Christ into all of this? I mean, can't you go and visit a guy or a girl in the, in the ministry and befriend them? And then when they get come out, you know, give them uh, some clothes and um, uh, help them get their driver's license, you know, some documentary, get, get them back on their feet. You know, what, what, what's the necessity for bringing spirituality into this? Well, we're, uh, God created us as three-dimensional creatures. Uh, uh, the, the need to be three-dimensional creatures. I mean, we actually, to try to have a three-dimensional existence functioning in two dimensions is map is doomed for failure. Hmm. Uh, so God created us to be spiritual beings to for that void that's inside of us, which can only be filled by God, the spirit of God. Yeah. Uh, and so that brings completeness that brings that in the, uh, that aligns us with the intent that God had for us, uh, to be spiritual, physical, soulful beings. And so, and again, personal testimony, I mean, all of us who have tried to have success or function in life with that spiritual void, you know, two dimensional, uh, living a two dimensional existence in a, in a three dimensional, uh, environment is, just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you're, you're continually trying to fill that void with things, uh, you know, that are just not going to fill that void, mm-hmm. you know, uh, success, work, relationships, uh, you know, those kind of things. And uh, so we say, you know, there's a, that God's, God-shaped void and it can only be filled by God. So once and then power, I mean, so, uh, you know, I mean, basically, without the power of the Holy Spirit, without the Spirit of God dwelling in us, I, I, I do not know how in the world you can navigate, uh, like I say, a spiritual dimension without the Spirit. So, no, I mean, it's, I was watching some of the videos on your on your website, and uh, 
you know, it was just the, uh, I was learning so much. Things that, you know, we, we already know, but we sort of push to the back of our minds are, you know, we, we, we haven't got the ability to mend ourselves. We haven't got the ability to, to, to as you say, to fill the voids within us. And it's kind of like, that's an insult. It's like, well, how dare you? You know, it's kind of like, a, you know, I've got this, I've got that, you know, and uh, I, 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 can, I can do it to my, I can do it myself, you know. But these people I was, I was watching on, on the website, just, you know, the, I, I'm a sucker for tears in the eyes, you know. And so they just see these, there's this one guy, this huge, like big uh, guy, just these tears, but the tears of joy you know, in his eyes and, and uh, really powerful stuff. Yeah. But t- t- yeah, g- give us some examples. Uh, I've, uh, I've obviously been on the, on the site and watched the videos, but you know, g- give us some example, real life examples. We don't have to give names, but uh, how, you know, and the, when the rubber hits the road, how has alongside ministries, how have you and the chaplains, the, uh, uh, the, the mentors uh, actually interface with people's lives? How have you seen people's lives transformed? Well, I, 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 Sunday, <laughs> I mean, I don't have to think back too far. Sunday, we, uh, uh, we had an opportunity to go speak at, at a church uh, in Casa Grande, actually, uh, a little south of Phoenix. And uh, uh, that happened to be the church that one of our uh, ladies, uh, one of our graduates, I mean, excuse me, one of our programmers actually went to that church, grew, kind of grew up in that church. And uh, you know, so we, so we took her, I shared for briefly, but you know, she was the highlight and, uh, she just shared her story and, you know, I mean, I, gosh, there was healing all over the place. I mean, uh, the mother, the father were there, the, the baby sister was there, the extended family, just, uh, all people that she grew up with and, you know, here, and, and you know, they knew what she was like and, um, uh, so, you know, a transformed life is contagious. I mean, you know, it's like, uh, you know, uh, so all you got to do is, is just, uh, is just uh, exude the transformation that God actually has done. You didn't do the work he did and, uh, and it affects so many lives. So I, I, uh, I think that family loves the Lord and is working hard, you know, just like all of us, hopefully to, to grow in our relationship with God. But uh, that was a big boost. Hmm. There was a lot of a lot of tears, a lot of healing, a lot of uh, a, a lot of people that I think were inspired to uh, come into a deeper walk with Christ as a result of that. And we do that all the time. So I, I went to uh, one of your graduations um, a good number of years ago now, and uh, you know I, I was I was just touched by as well by how. Um, uh, all the all the graduates were had bonded well with one another. I, you know, I'm not not saying that they were journeying along in the prison. They even knew each other or whatever. But afterwards, there was this. It was a team. There was this camaraderie. There was this. You know, uh, no longer was it one on one. You know, survival of the fittest. You know, they they were a team. And so I, I was just sort of very very uh, impressed with that. Um, but how 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 can people, those listening, how can they? Uh, help uh, get involved uh first of all let's say with with, with your ministry with alongside how, how how can people listening support you well um uh pray i mean you know i mean that sounds you know like a standard answer but i'm serious i mean this is a, a spiritual world uh and uh we can use all the prayer that we can get so i i would really encourage 
listeners to pause, uh, put us on your prayer list or whatever. But, uh, you know, we are a big believer in, in prayer. And so to pray for uh, us to have clear vision of what God wants us to do, to be empowered by him, to stay in step with the spirit uh, for the resources that we need, because uh, we do want to scale uh, our model because we think it's a successful model and there's a lot of people hurting. So we want to grow and expand. So we appreciate you know, financial support. But, you know, we do everything we do. We primarily is, through, is with volunteer partners and a local church. And our goal is not for them to be a part of the alongside ministry club for the rest of their life, though we do have strong alum, alumni bonding. I mean, we want them to be fully plugged in and thriving in the local church. Uh, so we are really, we partner with local churches. Uh, we want to partner with more local churches. Um, and uh, so we need mentors. Uh, so people that perhaps are on the pew or people that, uh, you know, I, and I want to really appeal to people that are, you know, close to, in their mind, retiring. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to laugh at that because I don't know that God lets you fully retire. And uh, so, but I mean, so much wisdom, so much life experience, so, so much uh, and some freedom to be able, you know, with time. Uh, We need mentors. We need Mm -hmm. volunteers. We need volunteers to go in with us. Uh, And there's, there's other yards that we need to go get into. You know, the prison system is, is not static. It's changing and growing. Uh, so, uh, you know, a prayer, volunteering, uh, supporting us financially, uh, and uh, we'd love to come and speak at your church because we do believe one of our greatest ministries is to encourage the body of Christ to get in the game. Oh, man. Uh, so to get off the pew and, and get into action. One thing that I've noticed in my however many years, 35, I guess, years, I don't know, shoot, seems like yesterday of, of, of doing this kind of stuff is that when a, when a person finally takes that step and, and, and gets into an act of service, it changes their life uh, because we're designed to be that way. We're not live rivers. We're not ponds. We're rivers of living water. Uh, and so we're supposed to give away what God gives us. Uh, and that's not just money. That's time. That's words. That's uh, the wisdom we've acquired. Uh, so we're always kind of being discipled and we're always uh, supposed to be healthy, healthy Christians are being discipled and discipling others. You know, it's a, mm. it's a flowing stream effect. So, um, you know, whether it's alongside ministries, which we would love uh, to talk to you, talk to your pastor, uh, whatever, uh, or, or not, uh, I really want to encourage your life will be changed if you start getting out of your world and start pouring into the lives of others. I mean that that that's a that's a big that's a big call to ministry, but indeed it's the call that Christ Himself made, you know. And and so um, I was again on your website, and there was one gentleman who is now a volunteer, and uh, he said that he was dragged there kicking and screaming, you know, um, not his words, but how a friend was saying, "Look, you know, you owe me a favor. Come to this meeting." And so he went, and he was like, "There's." there's no way I can do this. You know, uh, he was saying, you know, he walked into this room and there's everyone's there with, you know, orange, the orange suits on and uh, uh, buffed up, you know, people and, and whatever. And he just, he just felt completely out of his league. But the end of the statement that he made was that uh, 
he considers himself doing this with alongside ministries, serving uh, those in prison for the rest of his life till his last breath. And just how the uh, the change that happened within him. And so what would you say to those who are uh, listening? What would you say to me who's listening and going, um, well, you know, let's leave this to Jay. I mean, he's, he's a bit of a spiritual superhero. God's picked him. You know, he, he's doing this. Uh, that, that's amazing. But, you know, it's not something that I can do. You know, what would you say to me? What would you say to someone listening? Well, um, uh, healthy organisms reproduce. I mean, if you are, if you're, you know, so I don't believe, I, I mean, most of my ministry career has been really focused on uh, Christ-centered recovery or addiction recovery. I've worked in rescue missions and setting up recovery programs and rescue missions. So the homeless population, and so it's very similar. It's just, you know, I mean, th- this population is, is incarcerated. And uh, uh, so I'm not saying everybody's called to do what we're doing, but everybody, if you're a Christian, you're called to the ministry, period, the end. Uh, there is, and so show me in the word, mm where I'm just supposed to chill and not do anything. I mean, you know, and, and that's not, that, that's not mean spirited. That's because I just have seen so many lives transformed mm. when they take that step. Cause truthfully, it's not about us. It's not about us. It's about, it's about our Lord. It's about the King and about serving the King. And if you look at the role model, Christ, uh, his life was all about serving others. Mm. And so I will say that I have had a rich, fulfilling, amazing, watching the hand of God at work life. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I mean, if I had a gazillion dollars and own whatever, uh, you know, nothing compares to just walking with God and watching him do his thing. And uh, so, I mean, that brings more fulfillment than anything else. Oh, man. Now, as you say, it's a real spiritual indicator. You know, if, if, if we're not serving, then it's a real spiritual indicator to how healthy we are. You know, and as right. you say, you yep. know, it, it's healthy organisms uh, reproduce. And so um, I guess the power resides within God. The power of transformation is not only those that we serve, but in those who are serving those being built up, you know, to, to serve others, but, but do, do give us, give us uh, another story, you know, just of um, stories, the wrong word, a real life example of, of how uh, the prison ministry have changed, changed people's lives. Oh, shoot. Uh, you know, I, uh, well, I don't, this kind of maybe go off track, but the first thing that comes to my mind is well, I was a brand new Christian. I was living in Tallahassee, Florida. And, uh, uh, I didn't know what to do. And so I ended up uh, going to, uh, I got hooked up with Bill Glass Prison Ministries to do an event, I mean, where they went into, and, and I have a Bible right behind me on the shelf here that, um, and I had no clue. I mean, you know, I'm a brand new Christian. I have no clue what I'm doing. And I just somehow managed to get into this and uh, as a volunteer. And so I'm on the bus going out uh, to Tallahassee Federal Correctional Institute. And I'm sitting next to this older man on the bus. And he said, well, why don't we pray together? And so we prayed. And then, you know, he started telling me who 
This is the guy that took Billy Graham to the crusade in Charlotte wow. when he went forward and accepted Christ. And I'm, so I'm sitting next to a superstar and he was, he was the most humble guy. I mean, he would have, I, you know, somebody else actually told me that he didn't even tell me. And then I uh, had the opportunity to, uh, uh, to spend some time with press Maravich who's Pete Maravich's father. And then Pete Maravich was the star of the show. This is obviously years ago before Pete died. And to see him give testimony and uh, the impact. Uh, uh, so I, I don't know what I'm saying, except that I had no idea I was going to be engaged in, you know, kind of full-time prison ministry, but God did. <laughs> and uh, so the impact that it, it not, not just the impact that it makes on the inmates, but the impact that it makes on young Christians who are looking for their place of service in the kingdom. Okay. And, and, and my, my, my message in that is God is so cool and he is so much bigger than anything. And you never know what he's going to do, but if you don't get in the game, you'll never find out, you know, you got to take that step of faith. All or nothing really get in the game so you heard those words from jay and so uh you know whoever you are you know wherever you are you do have a skill you do have a god-given ability and you are called to use it so pray pray for ask how god is calling you like jay like alongside ministries to reach out and love your neighbor to serve as the hands and feet of jesus jesus defines discipleship as come and follow me Next Monday at 5.30 p.m. on Faith Talk 1360, we'll hear another testimonial from a leader demonstrating how they and the people of the church are sacrificially loving the needy and beginning to see real change in their communities. If you have a personal example of how you are being the hands and feet of Jesus with your neighbors, we'd love to hear from you. Enter your story at harvestfoundation.org. That's harvestfoundation.org on the Contact Us tab. You can also subscribe to the podcast on The Kingdom and Its Stories on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.